Hello, welcome to Psychopath in Your Life. I'm your host, Diane Emerson. I'm the author of the book, Psychopaths in Our Lives, My Interviews, which is available in paperback on Amazon, also ebook and iTunes for ebooks. Anyway, um, this is episode number 65. I thought we might continue this conversation about the do psychopaths deserve love a little bit further. So um, one program note is that um, it's hot, steamy out here today. So if you hear a little background noise, it's my air conditioning. Um, So what I'd like to add is that I really appreciate so much hearing from you guys. It really helps me validate that... um, People are listening and taking some action and hopefully learning and moving forward from all this trauma. Um, I do have some good news that I'll share probably in the next week or two. Um, I heard back from the gentleman that I was talking about a few episodes back about his relationship with his psychopath girlfriend. And um, I'd like to talk about that more next week after I have a little few more chats with him about it first. Um, you know, it's kind of interesting because over the years, I like never, well, not never, never is a very strong word. Um, I very rarely hear the end of the story. Um, by that, I mean that, you know, we'll share communications and you'll work through the issues and then nothing. So, but that's, that's pretty normal. I'm not saying it's not normal and that you must answer me, but I don't hear very much the end of the story. So as a writer, what I try to do is in my own mind, all I can tell myself is, I hope the story had the ending that you deserve because you deserve so much better than the situation that you're in. And that moving forward, you've got the tools to hopefully spite these people, spot these people, yes, spite these people would be a good word, spot these people earlier. And remember that earlier doesn't mean in the first few weeks. Earlier could mean, actually in some cases, in the first year. But with the right tools, it might not have taken the first year for things to get so outrageous that you started really questioning this person. So it's kind of a mixed bag of things as far as the tools. But, you know, that's the whole purpose of this podcast is to hopefully give you the tools that you need to move around in life. And here's a quote that I always, well, I always I always mess up quotes, so it's not, I'm consistent about that. Okay, it says something like, in order for evil to succeed, good people do nothing. So that's a position I feel that we're in. And I know to some people outside of our group, it may sound a little bit hysterical to start saying, they're everywhere, watch the news. It does appear like they're everywhere, which once I get more feedback from people, I want to talk about who helps these people and are psychopaths all working together and how are we seeing these clusters of horrific things going on in the world. And I'm not saying that it's correct to sit around and diagnose these people because I'm not, but you can certainly, if you watch somebody's behavior and how they treat the poor and how they treat others without dignity, you can start to get a drift for whether there's a conscience in there or not. And then you can also start to see if there's groups of them doing outrageous things. So I think that should be the next thing we'll talk about. So I really do appreciate your emails and any support that you can give to the show is tremendously important. Why do I do this? Well, I'm 67. I have no um, skin in this game in that I will never work for another psychopath or be involved with one. So I I guess I have this propelled need to try to... uh, cut some of the pain out of your life and I don't even know you so I'm not really sure I've been thinking a lot about where is that coming from because it's 
it's hard to do this when you don't really see or hear from people, so you don't know. You think, gee, did I say the wrong thing? Are they getting it? But anyway, enough about my little insecure twitches. So I do appreciate any support you give for the show. We really can't do it without your support and your feedback. So anyway, so let's talk today a little bit more about deserve, which is actually a verb. Okay, people, I think we misuse the words. So I wanted to really clarify what I'm meaning by deserving. Um, now, I would have to get clarification from a parent of a psychopathic child, but I think in general, we could all pretty much agree that maybe you don't deserve that piece of chocolate cake because you exercised all week. Maybe you just think you earned it or you want it or whatever. But to me, deserve seems a little bit deeper than that. And the definition is to have earned something or be giving some, given something because of your actions or qualities. And underlying that, it says, some examples are, these charities deserve your support. The American people deserve to know what went wrong. Well, that's for sure. Um, I hope these crooks get what they deserve, equals receive a punishment that suits their crime. So when we're talking about deserving, now I think in some cases, like I said, I'll, I'll get some information from a parent of a psychopathic child. So I'm not really addressing them and I'm talking about adults at this point. So I don't want to confuse the issue. Um, I don't know. I mean, how I, I believe in my mind, and this is all my opinions based on all these years of observations. I believe that it's a fact that psychopaths feel like they deserve your love. But then in order to get your love, they're getting it through man manipulations, lying, tricks, and all kinds of other ways. Because they don't understand love except on a conceptual basis. So they're smart enough to know that human, human beings, the rest of us, let's call it the rest of us because we're all humans. Um, the rest of us instinctively learn love. And it's kind of sad because a lot of children... They're not loved just because they exist. They're having to perform to win approval for love, which really isn't love at all for a child. But since it's conditional based on behaving in a certain way, such as being obedient or getting good grades, they learn that if they behave right, they get approval, which starts to, um, we all start to confuse love with approval. You may like what I'm doing, but you may not love it. Like, I may love somebody, but I don't want to be around them. So I think we need to clear up this what is love thing. And to me, love is something that is reciprocal. So what do I mean by that? Well, I could say that I love a lot of things about th things, but that doesn't mean that I'm in love with them. That doesn't mean that I'm thinking about it all the time. So where the confusion lies, I think, from what the psychopaths have said and what um, the victims have said over all these years is that the love gets very confused because of the initial stage of how the love happens. And that happens with all the love bombing, all the nice things that they've learned from you, which they're now repeating back. So <clears throat> what happens, I believe, is that the love that you're feeling for that person appears to be reciprocated by the psychopath. Appears. 
Now, the reason I say appears is because, um, like one of them said, that they can appear to do melty eyes. They can appear to be in love. They can appear to do all these things. And the better ones have all this down. I mean, they know how to react to <clears throat> the need of people to love. So what they do is they play into that. And then they play into your insecurities about love because we all have them. I don't I don't know. If, if you don't have any, I'd love to hear from you because part of this human experience is learning what we can accept in our lives and what we don't want in our lives. But it gets really confusing. And part of the thing I was thinking about the other day is the initial implant stage is what I'm going to call it, which is the first part of the meeting, or maybe you might have known this person for a long time, but when they first decide to go um, get into a relationship with you, that phase sets off all these hormones and all this other kind of stuff, which you could probably find more about at some love chat podcast, but whatever. It sets off this hormonal reaction in a person, okay? So even when things go terribly wrong, and I mean, in a lot of cases, horrifically wrong, there is this minimizing and from the victim standpoint, I think that a lot of people feel like these psychopaths deserve love. And I say that only because you're led to the impression that they deserve love. But boy, it's a good impression because sure, a lot of people sure have it. And no matter how bad things get, everybody goes to the good times, which in one hand is just a wonderful trait because imagine if you, in your mind, relived every bit of pain that you had over every single thing. So that you can kind of set aside and say, thank goodness my mind has blocked me from some of those things. But really, when somebody is uh, expecting you to love them, but yet they're not behaving in a loving way back, well, they are behaving in what appears to be a loving way back in the beginning. But as time marches on and these little things start to show, there's this wanting to hang on. And the only way to hang on is not to remember all the really nasty little things that happen, but to learn to be an apologist for it. So how do you get to that phase? Well, because that's what you're told. And you're told the reason they deserve love is because, I mean... In my book, they actually have checklists. I mean, that, that kind of, well, a lot of it surprised me, but that surprised me that if you were to say to me, What are some of the things you do to keep somebody around? I'd say, Well, I don't know, just continue being nice. And as long as everything's going okay, everything's fine. I mean, I wouldn't be able to say, Well, I keep them around because I tell them that I was really involved with the mob and that's why I have a secret past. And, you know, it, it, these kinds of things would not occur out of my vocabulary. So I did find it interesting that you ask a psychopath, what are the things you do to portray yourself as a victim? And being a victim when you're a psychopath makes you think that they deserve love. See how that all works? Because they tell you stories about they were abused as a child and, you know, they have all these ways to explain away bad behavior. But then at some point, you got to sit back and say, boy, this person has had a lot of unfortunate incidents and I wonder what role they've played in that. I don't do that in general with people, but if you're in a relationship with somebody, you might start to see that some of this is being modeled back to you. Because you may have told them things about your childhood and that you're neglected by your parents and whatnot. So that feeds into this deserve thing because now the psychopath will pair it back to you 
Well, you deserve to be loved. I understand you like nobody else. I had the same kind of situation happen to me. And I think that you're just the best person on earth. And I love you so much. Well, do they really love you? Or are they using information that they got from you in the very beginning to get you to think that you deserve to love them back? See how that gets really kind of clouded around here? Because who really deserves love? I mean, I don't know. I think that we all need to be more loving and take a lot of the hate out of society. And I've been trying in the last year or so to not not go to the word hate um, because it's used too often. Um, so if you want to look at a baby might deserve love, a puppy deserves love, because what have they done? But once somebody starts crossing a line, how long do you hang in there? Now, as a parent, um, it's harder because it's a child that's got a you know, personality disorder, so you can't really equate all this together. But how often do you really hear of somebody who had a great childhood? And how often do you hear of how that molded into their present day behavior as far as not feeling like they deserve love? And if you have that not feeling you deserve love, then you're going to kind of accept a lot of things from somebody who could never love you back. So, you know, and there's lots of places that people don't deserve love. I mean, just because they're on this earth with us, like who would love Hitler? I mean, people don't even name their kids Adolf as far as I know. So there's certain things that stick out to me that don't deserve our love. Now, do I spend 24-7 sitting around hating these people and can I observe what they're doing and not interact with my own emotions? Yeah, sure I can. But that's because I'm old and I have the experience in that, removing myself from the situation and thinking, well, that works for you. Um, So I don't know. I'd like you to really think this week about do you feel like you deserve love? I think you do. And I don't even know you because I think you're a kind and caring person or you wouldn't be here. They wouldn't have got you in the first place. Um, So got you by got you. I mean, they wouldn't have lured you into their web of deceit in the first place. So I don't know. I, I don't think that anybody who is capable of evil deserves our love. They don't even really deserve our recognition. I mean, I only bring up Hitler because I am an avid, you know, watcher of World War II stuff because the concept of evil has been around for centuries and, I mean, probably since people were walking around. And it's not going to change. So let's stay huddled together here and not let the bad guys win. And let's learn what they're Let's learn what some of their behaviors are. But more importantly, along the way, let's not regret that you were involved with this person because it could be, and I know this isn't going to say, please stop, don't say this, but it could be the biggest blessing in the end. And why do I say that? Because if you can learn to look for the clues and learn to surround yourself with people who really give you the love that you do deserve from a person who also deserves your love, I think that's the key to a much happier life. And it's not all going to be balloons and roses and all that. Once you wade through that pain and take a look at it, it takes another 
it takes another thing. It can be a growth experience or a death experience. I mean, we all have those choices. And so those are only our choices to make, and no one can make them for us. But choose who you love and know that you deserve love, I think is what I'm trying to say here. So anyhow, I will be heading off for now and looking forward to chatting with you next week. And Oh, I wanted to make one update about the health thing. Um, if you haven't gotten your vitamin D checked yet, which I kind of recommend, because if you're feeling depressed, somebody saying, oh, go do something is like just like a worthless comment because you're like, hey, I don't feel well enough. I don't have one more thing on my list. I have to say that if you live in the part of the world like we are here when the sun is out, if you go outside and expose 60% of your body and sit outside for 20 minutes between 11 and 1, and just do that once or twice a week, your body does store vitamin D. As a matter of fact, more progressive medical doctors out of the University of California and whatnot are identifying vitamin D as actually a hormone. It's not a supplement. It's actually in the wrong category because we have receptors for D all over our body. So if getting a blood test seems like an overwhelming task, which I really get it, okay, and just get some sun. And the, the thing is, is that you didn't get in this spot overnight. So baby steps on the way out and tell yourself you love yourself and you deserve some love. So let's get through this patch here to a happier future for everybody. So I will continue this next week. I'm not really sure. I still, I still want to hear from you on how you think other people um, interact with psychopaths that helped to um, destroy what you thought was going to be your future life. So how did other people, were there family members that interacted? I heard from one gal and it was a family member. Who were the other people in this chain? I have my own um, observations, but I'd like to hear from you before I start talking about it. Because some, in some cases, it takes a whole pack of them together. And at that point... We just need to keep talking because this is really unacceptable and we don't want evil to survive over good. So anyway, so be good for now and I will chat with you next week. Until then, be safe out there. Mm-hmm.